welcome to Punta Vista, episode 283, and you join us live, live, live from Hollywood 2009. I'm Joss Whedon, and did you just fly here in a Goram time machine? Yeah, I guess that happened alright. Uh, I'm here with my epically hilarious friend, Louis C.K. It's Ben! Why are you doing this? Ben, can you give us a sneak? <laughs> Preview for what you have in store for your next Amazeballs stand-up special about mar- being married to someone you fucking hate. I don't really know enough about his comedy to do like I don't know how you would do a Louis C.K. bit. <laughs> oh, oh no, I, I, I do. You got this. You got this all backwards, Theo. I should have been Louis C.K. I could have done. I, this I think I've got one. Oh, but I've got a role that you're just gonna slot right into. Anyway. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you know, having, having kids is is the most beautiful thing there is. You know, mm. it's really beautiful. But I fucking hate them. Yeah. And here's all the ways that they're shit. Nice. I'm Louis C.K. <laughs> Baby. Fat, 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 fat. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and of course, I wouldn't be out on the town without my numero uno pussy slayerino, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, it's come on. Andrew. What is this? What are you uh, doing? What, what have you done? This? What's freaking crapping in HW? All right. And if you're if you're currently drafting an email, so you think sexual predation is funny let's just get ahead of that and say no uh, we don't uh, we don't avengers 3 avengers <laughs> 4 <sighs> you know how many of these things we have to come up with we have to come up with so many and some of them are gonna be about how hollywood was full of sexual predators uh, i'm sorry though. i'm so happy no one knows what my penis looks like <laughs> This afternoon, I was I was walking, I was getting out of my car, going into this apartment, trying to think of an intro, and I was like, "What about we're all in the Holocene? The Holocene era?" I was like, "No, I'm pretty sure we've done that one." Yeah, in the bowels of a derelict the, tanker ship, the Holodomor. Yeah, yeah. There's some comedy gold in there, probably. <laughs> I don't think there is. I did almost do a uh, welcome to the uh, room of scrapped. Punta Vista intros, so we'll maybe maybe we'll put that one together next time. No, yeah. we've done that. Have we? Well, we've we've done we've done the Come uh, on. we've done the like uh, the the drawing board where we're all spitballing around a whiteboard and it's not working. This and that, is that, so hard. Why did we so... start doing this? Let's not say we, Andrew. Why did you start doing this? <laughs> I tried uh, so hard to shut it down as well. <laughs> what when it started? Well, whenever it was starting, every episode. <laughs> oh boy, someone's got to do it. You know. Mm. Uh, hey, hey here's an idea. Here's an idea. Um, maybe in conjunction with the return of, um, and we're going to put some some booming reverb on this in post, Ben. Okay. Freemium free brewery. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the taste on everyone's lips. Sorry, I've just talked over the reverb there. <laughs> that's okay. They're, they're separate it's channels. It's in separate it'll, tracks. It'll be fun. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Audio technology. <laughs> Did you think Ben was editing a I single? <laughs> this I, man is I so tired. I don't have tired. a good got... idea of what's going on, like immediately. All right, he's, well, he's he's got two very small children. He's having <laughs> he's going through it. You know. Anyway, yeah. in conjunction with Freemium Freebrewery, it's rough uh, being married. Perhaps we should some girls that want to be online. I'm, I'm Joss Whedon. <laughs> Stop that. Uh, freemium Freebury, perhaps we should also open the mailbag up to uh, submissions for potential intro scenarios because it's getting <laughs> worrying lately. We're, we're getting more and more complaints about the terrible intros 
The well I has don't think run that those, those complaints are sincere, by the way. I think they love it. Uh, I think some piggies. of the complaints are sincere. I think some <laughs> of the complaints are unbelievably sincere. Yep. Uh, and and oh, yeah, sorry, the ones about man, this okay, week yeah. will probably be sincere as well. Yeah, oh, no, so, you know, look, maybe run not... into mailbag at com with your idea for an intro. And uh, there won't be any prizes for ones that we use. But don't worry, if we don't use yours, it's because we didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Or for other reasons, because your sense of humor is completely inscrutable and you've said something to us that is deeply offensive and impenetrable. Yeah. yeah. Or and, you haven't you'll really know, understood you, the format. Yeah. yeah. Just like you'll, the, you'll know if you've offended us, not yeah. because we tell you, but like you'll just, just a shiver. We'll if you don't get stone. a one-word email back from the mailbag at Buda Vista that just says, incredible, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't like it. Yeah. Your shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> mailbag at buntavista.com. Uh, ooh, guys, did oof, did you all suddenly ugh, feel a bit creeped out like you were um, going to receive some unfortunate emails sometime in your future? That's what we in the business call an omen. One half of You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. Sorry, I got distracted because I was looking at the Discord where listener Bean is part of a 20-person argument about whether Zambrero's the burrito chain is good or bad. Oh, it and, sucks. Let's just shut that down Well, they right suck now. real bad. And as Bean has articulated, uh, sure, Zambreros have provided a lot of meals for people in developing nations, but consider <laughs> that the meals they are providing them are probably Zambreros. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, real Sophie's choice. Sure. Christ alive. This is a story from CNN. <laughs> Green uh, Comet will appear in the night sky for the first time since the Stone Age. Cool. That's mm. a good old-fashioned omen yeah. important, I think. A lot yeah. of... Getting back uh, to first principles. Yeah, we've had a lot of ones that I think have maybe strayed from the path in that they've just been, you know, technology or, or developments that sound bad that will have very literal bad consequences. But I think yeah. as a symbolic... Omen important. This is a fucking great one. Yeah, they didn't have well, like well, trucks full of cattle turning over in the Bible, but they probably had a weird looking comment. Yeah. I think uh, it's also suggestive of perhaps a Stephen King scenario afterwards, or maybe a Night of the Living Dead it. kind of or thing. Or maybe yeah. sort of a phase four type situation. Uh huh, uh huh. We wouldn't want any ants developing uh, a hive mind consciousness. I think all ants functionally have a. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> a recently discovered green comet will soon zip by Earth for the first time in 50,000 years. It was last visible in the night sky during the Stone Age. Named C slash 2022E3 brackets ZTF. Yeah, rolls off I'm the on the... I'm on the C slash 2022E3ZTF diet. I'm on the C whatever the fuck you just said diet. (laughs) I don't know how that still makes me laugh every time. (laughs) The comet has an orbit around the sun that passes through the outer reaches of the solar system, which is why it's taken such a long route and long time to swing by the Earth again, according to the Planetary Society. 
I don't really mind how long it takes. Yeah. I'm a I think planetary man. society sort of bit out of their lane on this one. Mm. Uh, because it's not a planetary body? It's not a planetary body. Yeah, we should be talking to the cometary society. We should be. Yeah. Do you, do you think the comet complains if they show up late to work? You know? Yeah, that's true. The comet probably <laughs> doesn't do that. <laughs> as the comet nears Earth, observers will be able to spot it as a faint green smudge near the bright star Polaris, also called the North Star. Yeah, so look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most exciting events in decades. <laughs> Okay, but you're also the guy that has like posted in our group chat several times, being like, Ben, if you go outside, you'll be able to see the ISS going overhead. So, you know. I think Theo only respects man-made stuff, though. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And, and I still post that, even though every single time you post the fucking nerd time <laughs> drill tweet. Because <laughs> I know that deep down... I go interested. outside to look every time you tell yeah. me. I'm excited to see it. I'm obsessed with man's many space stations that we've I, made. <laughs> so Big for fan. so long, like Caitlin and I would go camping and she's like, oh, you know, on a good night, you can see so many satellites. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't see satellites in the sky. That's the most ridiculous thing you ever, I've ever mm. heard. We get out there on a good night, you can see satellites. They move in the wrong direction and everything. I was wrong. I was big time wrong on that one. Wrongerino. The, the wrong Apparently. direction for what? Like, okay, so they 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 move completely independently of the stars in the sky and stuff, like as yeah. you would as you would expect, right? Yeah, you, like, you know how the stars are all zipping around in the same zipping direction. around. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to. It's not. They don't look like planes either. All right. Yeah. Completely separate entity. No Apparently, time. there's there's getting to be so many of them now that it's like uh, very oh, regularly. F- well, it, that it fucks up like um, night photographers' photos. Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah, doing their long exposure and yeah. they get a big, big Elon Musk taint dragged across it. You know. Yeah, Theo's done a bit of uh, amateur astrophotography. I'm gonna get and back I don't out mean there. to say that you're not professional. I'm saying it's amateurish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> no, they're very uh, lovely photos. It's just <laughs> nice to do. Yeah, it is. I've I've only done it a couple of times and it is very like, um, because you can't see it happening at all. You can't see it, no. And then then there's a a picture on the camera that just came from nowhere. Yeah, and also... Like a divination. If you've not done your maths on your focal length length and your... uh, They're zipping all about. They're zipping all about. And you're like, well, I didn't see the move. Zip, zip, zip. So what the (laughs) fuck? Zip, 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 indeed. The comet can be distinguished from stars by its shrieking tails of dust and energized particles. So keep an eye out for those, as well as the glowing green coma surrounding it. Now, the reason I put this story in, uh, I don't think the detail is really important. It's the fact that it's a a green comet with a periodicity of 50,000 years, because that just seems very ominous to me. Here's two noteworthy things that happened 50,000 years ago. Uh, The Mousterian Pluvial... Which oh. was a well, yeah, that, that was a twenty. That was only fifty thousand years ago. <laughs> well, it Feels ended like just yesterday. It ended thirty thousand years ago. It okay. was a twenty thousand year long rainy period in North Africa. Hmm. So um, keep an eye out for that for the yeah. next twenty thousand years. And the other thing that happened at that time is what we believe to be the second independent invention of the bow and arrow in Sri Lanka. Now, what that makes me think of is sort of a 2001 A Space Odyssey scenario. You know, mm-hmm. we're just tooling mm-hmm. around and you have to stab people up close and then bam, yeah. green comet, comet flies by, yeah. streaks across the sky. Oh, my God. 
sudden inspiration drops. What if? So what if we make the step from where we are now to the next level of weaponry when the comet goes past? What would our relative bow and arrow be from here? I think if we managed uh, to make a sort of satellite-based Havana syndrome ray... That we could do from anywhere oh. instead of it having to be, you have to be in the hotel room next door with your little Havana syndrome ray gun. If we could have a, a like a beam weapon in a geosynchronous yeah. orbit, I'd I'd like it if maybe we could work on something that I I'm gonna keep it real with you. I think the Havana syndrome is pretty boring because people go, I got a headache. Yeah, we got to step it up. I would like it if we could develop something like maybe you could zap somebody with them and make them start like dancing, like the scene out of the mask when he goes Cuban mm-hmm. Pete mode. Oh, you you're thinking sort of a Cuban Pete gun? A yeah, Cuban like a Pete a, ray, a, a Cubano syndrome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of ray. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I I think that unexplained um, unexplained fits of Cuban Pete dancing around the world would Cubano be so Pedro. much more interesting to me. <laughs> Than like CIA agents saying, "Oh, I have to lie down tummy. with a cold cloth yeah. on my head. Can I have a pension forever, please?" It's unfortunate because it does share the name of the same syndrome I get when I'm hungry for a sandwich. Mm. Mm. And what a sandwich! That's a great fucking sandwich. Have you got a uh, Have you got a recommendation for our Brisbane-based listeners as to your favourite Cubano in town? <sighs> M- Mongrel used to do a Cubano that was fucking amazing, but they don't do it anymore. I'm trying to think the last place that I got one. Oh. <laughs> Well, check out nine years ago at Yardbird <laughs> in the Valley. They did a great, damn, great cabana. There we go, folks. Uh, you got two great recommendations for places that you used to be able to get a sandwich from. Well, no, no, no. I can't. I know for a fact Michael doesn't do it anymore. I don't know if Yardbird still does it or not. Yardbird's I, probably still there. Yeah, and as well, the, if you check the weird skinhead adjacent people that run it are probably still there. Maybe yeah. go in and yeah. um, just lean over the counter, give a a big slow wink. And say, the guys from Bunta Vista said you'd make me a special sandwich. Yeah. And see what happens. Write in, hey, mailbag uh, at BuntaVista.com. Let us know what happened. I'm a friend of Castro. Wink. Wink. Also tell us what anime they've got on the TV behind <laughs> them. Oh, it's what called a- Yard Dogs now. It's been renamed. Wow. So go to Yard Dogs and ask them for food that used to be at Yardbird. <laughs> Why is it now Yard Dogs? That doesn't make any sense. They sell chicken. They got wraps. They got burgers. Uh, can't be right. They got a <laughs> chicken burger. Looks like menus back on the. Menu Looks like box. this menu is off the menu. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. 
Hey, finding a Cubano at Yardbird in the valley that doesn't exist anymore. Either the sandwich or the place that it was. That'd be like seeing a cryptid in the wild. Huh. It's time for Cryptid Watch. Don't really have a theme for that, do we? Seems like we should. No. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. Yeah, close enough. These are uh, three separate reports submitted to the paranormal blog Phantoms and Monsters. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Sorry, I, I just want to listen to know. I, I started doing vampire hands, but I was making a ghost noise. Yeah. Also, yeah. at the end, when you just said then that you were explaining doing vampire hands, you did Frankenstein hands or mummy hands. Well, what's vampire hands to you? Uh, I think va- vampire hands are out. No, vampire hands is doing the Bella Lugosi covering his face with his yeah. cloak thing. You definitely think of Frankenstein, out. yeah. Yeah, you do the hands of. I think I know when I'm thinking of Frankenstein. Well, Frankenstein hands is when you pull the lever down. Oh. Frankenstein's yeah. monster hands. <laughs> <laughs> Common misconception. First thing that realistic Frankenstein does is he starts hands straight down the pants. What is going on down here? What am I? Yeah. And what is this? And why does what it feel so this? good? <laughs> and then the hands come straight out, back up. <laughs> Father, I just can't stop jacking off. <laughs> this dick is so much more sensitive. <laughs> oh, we got to keep I've this guy in a, a castle. Dog. <laughs> Stay away from the townspeople, you fucking pervert. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, here is a report coming at you. Quote, in the year 2005, I was in the U.S. Air Force. There was a shortage of security police at davis Monthan Air Force Base in Tucson, Arizona, and I was put on a temporary assignment. I was patrolling the National Guard side of the base with another airman when we saw that the lights were on in an office building we had just passed. Moments before the lights were turned off, Holy we went inside shit. and there was a long hallway. That's pretty spooky. Out of one of the rooms, a tall, invisible, shimmering creature came out and started moving rapidly towards us. I don't know how invisible it can be if you're, yeah, you're, you're seeing, seeing it. it. Yeah, this is going to be a recurring problem with the reports <laughs> that we're reading. <laughs> the airman ahead of me by about 10 feet moved over and made himself flat against the wall. As it passed him, this thing was coming right at me, and I froze for a moment. The airman yelled, Get out of the way! <laughs> I did at the last second. I saw this thing move past me rapidly, <laughs> and there was a strong gust of wind behind it after it passed me. <laughs> it, it just disappeared about two feet past me. After that. Uh, and you know that shit stinks. <laughs> Trail of brown ectoplasm along the floor. <laughs> After that, whenever I tell someone, they don't ever believe me. But I'm glad that yeah. there are other people in this world that have seen something similar to what I've seen and that I'm not crazy. End transmission. That's uh, moderately yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a sparkly invisible man. That seems like a sort of a one-off cryptid, right? Not heard a lot about that. What if it was trying to give you a hug? Yeah. And you just stepped out of the way. Some or, possibly alien creature was like, fucking rude, and left, never to return. Real conundrum. What if it's trying to give you a Zambreros? <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps, perhaps it leaves Tucson, Arizona, 
That's the one thing Zambrero sells. You walk in there and says, uh, uh, <laughs> I get a, a medium Zambrero. Yeah. <laughs> they just give you, you a Zambrero. It's spicy or... Yeah. Spicy Can I have... It's mild or extra mild, I think, at Zambrero. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no choice uh, on, on whether or not it's wet. It's always coming to you wet. That thing's soaked through. So, for, um... For uh, not Australian listeners, we have talked about. <laughs> Are we explaining Zambrero? <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was just going to say we've talked about Zambreros before. We've talked yeah. about Guzman and Gomez before. I'm sure uh, in this we have talked about uh, what's the what's the other one? Mad Max. Mad Max. Thank you. What about salsas? Yeah, salsas fucking sucks. Salsas, you are on yeah. blast, and they Mad all suck. You're okay. They all suck, right? You're and, um, all right by me, bad mix. Yeah. But I was talking to uh, my beloved mother recently, and she said, oh, there's a new Mexican place near you that some friends of ours went to, and they said it was really good, so you should try it out. Hell yes. Hell yes. I love a mum recommendation. Right. And um, uh-huh. sent, sent me like a link to a, a, a Facebook or an Instagram post from the, the venue, and uh, the food looks good. And then, the, and then they show like a shot of the menu, and I'm like, "What is this restaurant opened by white people in <laughs> near Canberra called?" And it's Cartel Takiera. And I went, mm. "Oh, yeah, come on, bro." Yeah, now that's good. How about just like Johnny's Tacos? You know? Yeah. Does it, does it yeah. have to be like crime themed? Tacos for white people. It, does, it doesn't even have to be, like, Mad Max, you know? It doesn't... <laughs> I'm wearing a sombrero and shooting my guns off. Oh, boy. Uh, Australians open a restaurant without a problematic name challenge. Impossible. Uh. Here's another report. I'm wondering if perhaps this creature relocated from Tucson, Arizona to Florida looking for nicer people to hug. Quote, My wife and daughter walk our family dog at the Flying Eagle Preserve here in Citrus County, Florida. There was an old Boy Scout camp in close proximity to the river. Recently, she had seen something that she could not explain. A type of creature that was six to eight feet tall. Sounds like Ben. Yep, true. She described it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. That's an accurate description of you. Between six and eight feet tall. She described it as a shimmer resembling the camouflaged form of the predator alien in the movies. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> super dope. It would reflect sunlight in subtle blues, pinks, and yellow rainbow-like colors with a silhouette that would suggest it had a long tail. It was really hard for her to put it into words. I wanted to send it to you so that you could document the sighting. Signed, Jay. This is a very minor quibble. Subtle blues, pinks, and yellow rainbow-like colors. Not really... Your classic rainbow colors, the pink. Well, I think you've got. I guess it's a blue and yellow, and yeah, I don't think you have pink Pink, in the rainbow. Purple and orange and blue. Yeah, I can sing a rainbow. They're all. Are they all in there? I simply do it by thinking of the boards of Canada song Roig Biv. I think there's a pink in there. Well, there's a lilac kind of color. There's not a pink. I'm I'm saying I think that I think all those colors are in the rainbow song. Oh, mm. you might be right. But then yeah. also, like, rainbow-like, you're kind of saying all colours. All colours are rainbow-like. 
Except for Brown. You're right, right out of there. Brown and grey, fuck off. If you see a brown rainbow, you are in trouble. Yeah. Something's yeah. gone very wrong. Here's a third report. Quote. My husband tells an account of a glimmer man sighting that I am retelling. Talking about Stephen Tobolowski. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> This is, uh, I don't I know if this it. is universal or if it's just this blog, but they describe all sightings of this nature as Glimmer Man sightings. I was unfamiliar with the Glimmer Man in this incarnation before cryptid, today. Cryptid Glimmer Man. Yeah, uh, I was Theo, just familiar with the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, for your benefit, Theo, there is a Steven Seagal buddy cop film starring him and Keenan Ivory Wayans, one of yeah. the Wayans brothers. Um, and the the serial killing bad guy is played by Stephen Tobolowski, who mm. a lot of people would know as Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. Yeah, Watch Ned Ryerson. Etc. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he uh, he frequently tells the story about how incredibly um, insufferable Steven Seagal was to work with, and how um, they have a scene where Steven Seagal's character kills. Uh, his serial killer character by like, you know, unloading like a full clip into his chest and he topples over some church pews and stuff. Uh, and then like after this point, Steven Seagal says, mm, but my character's a Buddhist, so he wouldn't kill him. So he doesn't die. And because he was one of the producers, uh, Steven Tobolowsky had to come back in and record a line of ADR <laughs> where he said, oh, but I'm still alive <sighs> from, from off frame. Truly ridiculous man. My husband tells an account of a glimmer man sighting that I am retelling. I just had him repeat it to me again to make sure I didn't mess up the story. Just pass him the fucking laptop. Let him write it. He grew up in Vermont, so it is very hooded everywhere in the place where he lived. It felt like a very benign place as far as absolutely everything else goes. <laughs> oh, that's a big call. <laughs> Don't they have like... Fucking weird right-wing militias up in Vermont. I don't know if it's... I wouldn't describe that as benign. If we have any listeners uh, in Vermont, please write into mailbag at puntavista.com and let us know if anything bad has ever happened there. But still, where there are lots of woods, there is strangeness. Ain't that the truth? I firmly believe that the woods are not a human domain. It belongs to the animals and... God knows what else. So about trees. 30 years ago. Sorry, trees? <laughs> trees mainly? I, I reckon they've got some fungus in there. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you definitely bugs. Fungus? Definitely some bugs. Are we counting bugs as animals? Or as insects? I think they belong to... They're in, they're in the phylum animalia. Wait, animalia. that's not a phylum, is it? it no. Kingdom? Uh, the kingdom of animalia. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So about 30 years ago, when he was in high school, he and his buddies were hanging out at a friend's house, and the edge of the forest was probably 50 away from the porch where they were hanging out. I choose to believe she's saying 50 feet. What do you think? No. <laughs> 50 edge of the forests away, I think. <laughs> My husband has never smoked or drank and done anything mind-altering due to a medical condition he has. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Boring husband disease. 
I don't believe that in the same way that I don't believe anybody who has ever said, um, I smoked weed once, but it just doesn't do anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. So there he was, of completely sound mind, just randomly looking at the forest's edge when he sees a tall, invisible humanoid figure strolling along the edge of the forest just inside the tree line. Is, like, the the number one shared symptom from sightings of this being unable to post <laughs> and being only able to post, as a, like, through a proxy? Yeah, that first guy managed to do it, but I think yeah. it's... He had army training, though. Uh, he watched it slowly walking the length of the property and out of sight. He said that he would have never noticed if he hadn't been looking directly at the spot where it appeared initially and that it was so bizarre. He didn't tell his friends and just played it off like nothing happened. The only description he could give, besides the weird predator-type invisibility aspect, was that it was definitely Mm. humanoid-shaped. It was slowly swinging its arms and was definitely tall. Any mention of a tail? (laughs) Not that I can see. Mm. Uh, Someone needs to teach these people a word like uh, translucent. Perhaps, or... Ah. Barely visible. Hmm. See-through, I would take. Uh, any of this stuff. Just not... I saw an invisible thing. That does yeah. not work for me. My husband is a no-nonsense, practical, down-to-earth sort of man with a lot of integrity. Not anymore. He's a clown now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's seen an invisible man. He's a frivolous character to me. My husband is the world's most serious man. Yeah. Who has never lied, nor been intoxicated in any way, shape, or form. It's not that believable to me. I, I would more believe someone who said, I had just finished a six-pack when I saw Bigfoot or Translucent Glimmer Man. You know? Mm-hmm. So he's not the type to make things up like this at all. He has seen a number of strange things in the woods over time here in Vermont. I'm intrigued by his account but hope that I never have a similar experience. God, I hope I never see a glimmer man. I hope I never don't see something in the woods. <laughs> hey, did oh, you see it. that? No. This is such a <laughs> Oh, I'm <way>. scared! <laughs> a strange cryptid to have. Like, just whenever there's one that doesn't, it's not connected to any sort of folklore or anything. Yeah. These people aren't saying they well, saw a it ghost. it is. It's connected to Predator. Well, yeah, yeah, modern <laughs> folklore. The flawless movie Predator. I uh, I was looking at a, a a Predator wiki recently. Uh, sorry, not Predator. Uh, a cryptid wiki mm. uh, recently where people were tracking this kind of thing. And it was a great mix between people either reporting sightings or saying, why isn't anyone talking about the Mothman? You know, Um and then, like, a smaller proportion of the posts were just people who seemed to be trying to coin new cryptids. What do you think of this one, guys? Yeah. You know, the Pennsylvania Dutchman, or whatever it was that they were coming up with. You know, attaching, attaching yeah. a little drawing he's, they've he's done. real, though. It, the Pennsylvania Dutch are real. They're an existing <laughs> community of people in Pennsylvania. Uh, ben, I'm scared enough already, okay? You don't, <laughs> you don't have to try and put the wind up me. It's... I'm not going to sleep tonight. I have a another Glimmer Man account here that was posted to uh, Phantoms of Monsters just yesterday. Um, and this one is another first-hand account. So again, another psychically strong individual. <laughs> uh, 
I'm no storyteller, but I will try to recall as much detail as possible. Now, my experience happened on September 2nd, 2022, so not that long ago. I've been out through the day running a few errands here and there for my dad, who is elderly. Nice humble brag. (laughs) Later that same day, to return back to my dad's apartment, which just happened to be in a tall residential building in Chicago. His apartment is six floors up. Okay, we get it. (laughs) You have a wonderful elderly dad. Yeah, he can see stuff. The high-rise in Chicago. Okay. At some point during the earlier evening, I decided to go out on the balcony for a quick cigarette. I was standing there just staring out into thin air, not really thinking about much or doing much. As I stood there with my cigarette in hand, I shifted position and began to observe a very large tree about 20 feet away. It was roughly about 15 feet down from me. Now, Theo, you know that it was 20 feet away from him and it was 15 feet down, so you can do the maths to figure out the other dimension there. I'm not going to, though. Yeah, so the hypotenuse is 20 feet. The, uh, what what side would the... The... That side, long, the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put our best people on it. Uh, I noticed that one of the... Actually, that's not enough information to figure it out, is it? No, it is. Because it you is. can infer the angle from that. Yeah. But anyway, I noticed that one of the branches on this tree was bowing quite heavily, which I remember now thinking back was quite odd at the time. As I'm staring at this branch and trying to make sense of what my eyes are seeing, I have this horrible feeling come over me. The most intense sense of dread and fear. It was almost like every part of my body was screaming at me to turn around and run. Yeah. I didn't know why. Pennsylvania Dutchman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, handcrafted furniture. <laughs> <laughs> at this very moment, the Boeing branch that I had just been observing began to shake violently, despite my internal instincts still screaming at me to leave. Curiosity had now gotten the better of me, and I started to move along the railing to get a closer look. How much closer could you get? Uh, Then I saw it. What I saw at first was a small, glimmering form. As I started, as I stared a bit closer, this glimmer then became what I can only describe as a transparent human figure that shimmered a yellowish-white color. I snapped out of my fixated stare and quickly took a step back from the railing. Suddenly hit me that I was looking at was like something straight from the movie Predator. Or specifically when the Predator is using camouflage. Yeah, no shit. At that very moment, when I realized what I had just seen, this thing dropped out of the tree and hit the ground below. It landed directly behind a man who just happened to be walking past at the time. The man immediately spun around, assuming that someone had thrown something at him. The only thing I noticed was a cloud of smoke or dust arising from the ground behind the man. I waited for some time, expecting to see this thing reemerge from the dust or the smoke, but it was completely gone. At the same time, another neighbor just a few floors below had also observed exactly the same thing as me, and they managed to confirm all the same details. The neighbor and I then managed to track down the man who was walking past a few hours later. How? Yeah. There was a guy walking past, and a couple of hours later, you were like, Uh, oh, there you are. How many guys could there be in Chicago? We've been looking for you this whole time. Uh, we had a conversation with the man, and he said that he'd felt an impact, but didn't see anything when he turned around. He also went on to report that he felt the same dread that I experienced only hours before. Does anyone have any idea what these beings are? I feel like they can be dangerous. So this thing, this glimmering predator presence, was hanging out at a tree, dropped down, smacked a man in the back of the head, and then disappeared? <laughs> well, I mean, it did give them all... On Wii for a bit <laughs> as well. Ah, Weltschmerz! <laughs> 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 uh, 
It's the invisible annoying guy that gives you depression. <laughs> I've always suspected that some force like that existed based on how my life has been. Yeah. Terza just lives got in the tree near me. Yeah. I'm also Wish quite confused about off. the geometry of this. He's six stories up and he was... 15 feet down from a tree that was 20 feet away from him? Yeah. This just doesn't fucking add up. It's Makes sense tree. to me. Mm. Yeah, I guess just maybe a really, really insanely tall tree. It's very strange. I just don't... This is this phenomenon is completely new to me. If you've heard... Also, if you Google Glimmer Man, mm-hmm. all the results of the Steven Seagal movie, yep. if you Google Glimmer Man and then minus Steven Seagal... The results are still somehow about that movie. Yeah. What are they hiding? Maybe maybe we got to do uh, Glimmer Man and then uh, Cryptid in quote marks. Yeah, maybe. And let's see if we're getting any. Ah, for photos of the forest with nothing visible. <laughs> <laughs> there like, it is. Like, just pictures, pictures of the forest where people have like drawn a red circle around some of the trees. <laughs> Guys, well, this is kind of helpful. Look, I'm going to share this compelling evidence of a uh, of a glimmer man with you guys in the chat here. Ben, I think you should potentially make this the cover going, of the episode art. Ah, wonderful. Man, two words. <laughs> there he is. So that's from a from a Reddit post. Possible glimmer man in my backyard. I live in South Georgia. I can't tell if my eyes are just playing tricks on me or if there is a being of some <laughs> sort standing there. Random random day, taking pictures in my yard during the spring, I saw it immediately and got an uneasy feeling. So hopefully Ben Ben will make that the episode art. And uh, you judge for yourself, you know. Yeah, we report, you decide. <laughs> got some replies here. Um, uh, I definitely see something. I can't make out of it's my imagination of a hunched over, invisible, human-like entity. Or if the surrounding foliage is growing in such a way that it looks like it has a body and shadows. Yeah, that's also invisible. Uh, uh, The poster says, I know, I definitely see a head and shoulders, eyes, maybe legs. I've taken several pictures of that same area and I can't ever get it to look the same way. Sometimes at night I hear noises out there. That's crazy. Yeah, in the trees? Yeah, in the forest? (laughs) Fucked could up. Be, could be anything. That's so scary. That's fucked up. That's. Oof. I tell you what, folks. Oh. Uh, if you are, <laughs> see, Theo's scared now. Are you happy? People who claim to have seen a glimmer man. He might also just be cold because he's not wearing a shirt. Maybe. That could not be. Like, we physically could not be cold right now. It's very hot. It's very we hot report. <laughs> we report. You decide. <laughs> Whether or not Theo is too hot or too cold. Folks, if you have trees near your house and you are scared of the glimmer man, make sure when you lay your head down at night that you keep your lead pipe right next to the bed. Time for With a Lead Pipe. With a lead pipe She's mighty angry Ready to start a fight Um, with a lead pipe, it is the premiere segment for things that you would like to smash with a lead pipe. 
Yeah, at the start of the segment, it was sort of a list of 70 things from pop culture, and now it's mostly news stories about robots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's the thing that is disgusting. We have to adapt. These days. That's right. Yes. In Punta Otherwise, Vista and also... As the human race. Yeah. <laughs> facing the robot apocalypse. Mm-hmm. This is from the English language French news website, The Connexion. Meet Ricci, the French robot <laughs> the world looks set to see a lot more of. Come He's on. coming for your dick. <laughs> Don't! You can call him anything! <laughs> we, we have gone through so many names. Uh, Mr. Jerky. <laughs> the Grabber. Touchy, the robot. <laughs> call him Robo, spelled R-O-B-E-A-U-X. Oh, yeah, that's good. This that's is good. Robo. <laughs> this is uh, my good friend, Richie. Watch out for his arms. <laughs> Oh, here comes our prototype Jerker 2000. <laughs> oh, you can't call it that, bro. Ricci, a robot made by a Bordeaux company, has won $2 million at a prestigious US tech contest and is attracting buyers from different fields. What do you mean he won it? He can't have it. He doesn't have a bank account. <laughs> what if he takes it and leaves? Yeah, They're going to be so mad. A beautiful long arms. <laughs> <laughs> He's imme- immediately fingers. using it to uh, to reach up and deposit the $2 million into a poker machine. <laughs> uh, users can customize its appearance and uses. Its arms and heads have a high degree of mobility. Yeah. Sorry, I believe uh, I said heads just then, but it's actually <laughs> singular. I don't want to give the impression that Ricci has both multiple arms and multiple heads. Yeah, it's enough yeah. of a problem as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Add maths to that bad boy? Yep. <laughs> Uh, its arms and head have a high degree of mobility, allowing it to perform many tasks and be appealingly expressive by moving its head and antennae. Yeah, you like that? Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> appealing to who? <laughs> Monsieur. Um, now, I'm just Do doing like? what... Uh, if you're listening to this show in the car, I assume that you have pulled out your phone while driving to look at what Richie the Robot looks like. Uh, I'm doing the same. He's fucked up. He is a... He's a like a half Jack Skellington looking motherfucker. Yeah. He's, 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 got, he's got like, he's got like an, an upper body and huh. arms and a head and antennae and stuff. And then from the waist down, he is a stick. On a platform, they kind of, they kind of just phoned it in on the bottom half of yeah. Ricci, I think. Two yeah. very important things to highlight here: uh, the first being <laughs> that its eyes are two different sizes, and the head is perpetually cocked at an angle, giving it an appearance of the small forest spirits from Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. also that its chest. <laughs> I can't tell if that's painted on or if those are articulated segments, but they are the black and white stripes of a stereotypical French man in a stripy shirt. Yeah, that's true. Well, if he doesn't talk, perhaps it's it's a tribute to the classic <gasps> French mime. In, un robot de mime? Now, <laughs> Le I mime thought, robot? Of the, uh, of the physical attributes that we're going to mention, Ben, prime, <clears throat> number one with the bullet, would have been the fact that in many photos, he has one hand for a hand and one clamp for a hand. <laughs> well, one hand Ladies for grabbing? choice. <laughs> one hand for clamping. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you will not be able to get away from Richie so easy. <laughs> well, you take your Richie home, you put him through the paces. 
And once you have lost all sensitivity in your penis, you move up to the clamp. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, judges at the ANA Avatar X Prize contest in Los Angeles, fitted with a virtual reality headset, had to put robots to through a series of time trials, including lifting a screwdriver and using it to unscrew a door from its mount. Why is that the test? I, Why is look, getting him to break through your home defenses the <laughs> test of the robot? Well, using it to also, climb through the chimney into your living room. I know you're in there. I will jerk you off. Richie can hear you. What's what's the? I'm trying to understand the 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 use case for this because. If the use case Door is removal, if the use case is you you put on a virtual reality helmet and then you direct the robot to do stuff that you can do already. I don't think they're controlling the robot. I can't, I can't remove a door. You could remove a door. You're beyond me. You're a capable young man with right. lots of power tools and stuff because you're a dad with a garage. But if you look at the photos of of Ricci, uh, on Google Images, there's a lady in the demos who is wearing a, um, she's wearing a VR helmet and she has like Oculus hand things and Richie's doing whatever she's doing. She's, she's controlling Richie. Oh. I, I feel like if I can take kind my door like out of the Joy door from Blade Runner 2049. No, not at all like that. Hey, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Well, no, because in that instance, the only time that Joy interacts with a human is when the human is being a physical proxy <laughs> yeah. for Joy by them overlapping in the same space. What he's describing yeah, right. is the robot being operated like a marionette, <laughs> <laughs> which is French for puppet, I believe. Yeah, there's another one here where... Uh, oh, why? Reach is... Oh, sorry, this is a completely different robot, but it's wearing a white sundress and has a, an iPad <laughs> with a man's face on it as they play a children's game together. Sorry, where can I buy that one? How much does that one cost? Will they let me trade in my car? Getting railed oh, in a finally. sundress bot costs approximately $750,000. Ben, now, can I, can I pull back the curtain for a second? Oh, yeah, I would love for you to do that. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I know that's usually your domain, Ben. <laughs> the wet, uh, wet curtain. Uh, now, Ben normally, um, like, like bolds uh, passages of the articles that I think he thinks are noteworthy or funny or absurd. Well, yeah, because way. sometimes we accidentally skip over stuff, so I like to make sure that yeah. these yeah. are the things yeah. that we really yeah. say out loud. Yeah, um, just bold be- the whole thing. But you didn't. You didn't bold the following sentence, which is, Ricci did all the tasks, but was beaten to a $10 million first prize by a faster German competitor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he gave up immediately. Oh, no. Blitzkrieg bot. (laughs) He has a very punishing technique, which apparently the judges liked. Can I read out to you uh, the the name of all of the teams that were involved in the A- ANA Avatar X Prize? I'd love it's that. It's crazy, because I thought there were only two. 
I'm just giving Theo's joke from earlier a second pass for anyone who kind of missed it the first time. Yep. Nimbro. Dragon Tree Labs. Team Northeastern. Avatrina. Converge Robotics. Avatar Hubo. Cyber Selves. Team Snoo. Pollen Robotics, which is the Ricci team. Last Mile. Team Unist. Inbio... In Biodroid, Resilient, Touch Lab, Ava Dynamics. It's so good that all of the future evil companies for your like dystopian sci-fi are already here. Yeah. Their Converge Robotics Group is an international co- collaboration between Tangible Research, Hapt X, and Shadow Robot Company. Oh my god. Come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're developing the tactile telerobot. Do, do you think they? Do you think they maybe gave the prize to Ricci because um, it was just the least embarrassing name to, yeah. to say yeah. when you were giving out the money, giving out that big check? I think Team Snoo is uh, what an Australian porno mag from the late nineties would call heterosexual. No, women. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Okay. Perfect. Perfectly landed joke that will land with approximately 15 people. <laughs> so we'll have to look past its Bundes- execution to enjoy it. As <laughs> Bunta Vista, baby. That's the, that's the Bunta Vista promise. You might enjoy some of the jokes. Hey, some of these might be for you. Maybe. The humor might be salvageable. <laughs> you might be able to build your own jokes from the fragments you've scraped together. What kind of Frankenstein's monster? You know, what kind of penis will you give your joke? (laughs) However, Ricci stands out for its good value. They're editorializing there. Ricci's different configurations start with a kit with just a robotic arm at ten thousand euro. Oh my god! To a torso kit. (laughs) Yeah, how much for just the hand? Yeah, how many times? Yeah, do you need? (laughs) Like how many how many cups of coffee do you need to make from your home coffee machine before we it pays we wish off? to sell the whole robot but people keep just asking for the arm. How many two hundred dollar jack off experiences do you need before the ten thousand dollar jack off robot is worth it? Yeah, and there's no way of doing that maths. No. Well, first, I mean, you could go you in a with price? a bunch of friends, <laughs> like a timeshare. Yeah. Time, a Oh, it's sort of like, you know, that, that whole argument for like the app-driven economy of like, well, you know, you own a car, but it's sitting there yeah. 90% of the day. Yeah, you own a dick, but it's not getting jacked off 90% of the day. Okay, it's not that you got to share the dick with everyone. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't really listening. Welcome to Dicker. <laughs> oh, boy. And get out, get out my, get out my yeah, app, get out my app, Puba, and see if... Uh, if I can get somebody on this dick. Uh, so you can also get a torso kit with cameras and radio control plus mobility for 40,000 euro. Until recently, most robotic arms started at 250,000 euros. That's that's too expensive that's, for yeah. a robot hand job, okay. I think. I still don't think that's good value, though. The cheap one. The 10,000 euros? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not the... It's probably hard to make an articulated robot arm. I don't know. Hmm. Elsa Cavella, business development manager for Ricci's maker, Pollen Robotics, said, 
Our clients are mainly research institutions where students in robotics use Ricci, letting them see if their computer simulations work in practice. The systems are open source and designed for AI programs, so it should be possible to have a robot which can interact with people and perform tasks, such as robot waiters, which are more than the mobile tablet computer ordering systems you can see now. I already don't like them. Yeah. yeah. I don't like them, and I like them way better than the idea of yes. a thinking robot. They know they're trash. Yeah. They know yeah. they suck. I, I would absolutely prefer it to be less realistic than more realistic. I want a fucking stupid thing that carries three trays and just keeps bumping into the wall. I don't want, like, a perfectly articulated French pervert robot hand that, like, reaches into my mouth to be like, oh, oh, oh you are done. <laughs> yeah, would you would you rather be served... Uh, would you rather be served at a restaurant by um, R2-D2 from Return of the Jedi when he has the different trays... Oh uh, my god, the perfect robot. ...mounted to his head, or... <laughs> sentient intelligence used as just like a moving platform for like three drinks. Just drinks around, yeah. <laughs> or you could be served by like the sort of... Um, the, the mournful Jude Law sex robot from Steven Spielberg's AI. Yeah. Um, I think that would bum me out. And I'd be like, let's get out of here. Yeah, you and me, Joe. Let's go into the woods. Nothing bad's going to happen to us there. That's right. Check out the movie AI. <laughs> Quick shout out to these guys, though, who, uh, according to their site, uh, refuse any military funding. Oh. So that's nice. Good on them. That might yeah. be the world's only robotics company. Well, I mean, that. what else are you going to do? <laughs> I guess that There's... explains why $2 million is exciting to them. <laughs> 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 I made I made an eye rolling noise at the start when I was saying two million dollars because like in the world of people investing in robotics that does yeah. not seem like a lot to me but I get yeah. it. Yeah, meanwhile, to Ricci. somewhere in uh, let's say uh, Libya, a Boston Dynamics robot is dragging a child out of a third story window. Yep, that's and right. We kick it to death because the Geneva Convention says it can't have a gun. We uh we all we all need to support uh Ricci, the non lethal masturbation robot. <laughs> you know what? Ricci is a folk hero. I don't care what he's done. <laughs> now what I didn't include in this segment is another story which just confused the fuck out of me about uh a a company that's sort of an intermediary between um large corporations and robotics companies as like a robot solutions company so they design solutions that fit their needs and then purchase the robots and program the robots and stuff but it was about uh them getting a fleet of Ricci forklifts okay which as we've seen Ricci is a torso and arms is this a sort of like centaur Ricci forklift where he's poking out the front like the like the figurehead on a ship I don't know. I don't know either, which is why uh, I didn't include it. But I've still okay. said it aloud. Well, it's still fun to think about. Uh, the company is working on a follow-up to Ricci. Ricci 2. Yeah. Reach uh, around. <laughs> which it hopes will be on sale in 2024. Quite. It is an incredibly exciting field and moving very quickly. Yeah, I'm going to need it to move quickly. And as a company, we are happy to be one of the leaders in it. Ms. Cavella said. So there isn't a Mr. Cavella, as far as I can tell. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
to hear about a robot which isn't designed to kill everybody. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a real quick whip around of uh, the mailbag. That's the Punta Vista hotline. 1-800-317-515. That's the Punta Vista hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at PuntaVista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook. But we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah. 1-800-317-515. That's the Punta Vista hotline. one 800 so as you may or may not know, if you're a listener, uh, you can contact us by writing to mailbag at buntavista.com. Australian listeners uh, can call 1-800-317-515, leave a voicemail. And our American listeners can call 732-876-3446. And you can leave a, a voicemail or you can text or send photos uh, to that number. Always feels kind of dangerous when you do say that out loud to people. Um, but I was uh, skimming through there recently, and a lovely listener, uh, I believe it is American Castle fan Sam. Uh, the Castle, the Australian movie The Castle. Um, not, I guess, the TV show Castle? Was that a show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, sent in... I think I uh, wrote it. I think that's right, yeah. (laughs) Sent in a few uh, photos. Now, he sent these in on the 3rd of September last year, so we're getting back to him nice and quick. Uh, Sent (laughs) a a few photos of a T-shirt from a thrift store in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, And there is a photo on the front, black and white photo, um, of a man and it's over the top of like an outline of Australia long sleeved black Gildan shirt that's some cheap merch uh, and it says crossing over down under tour and there's actually it's like a foil sticker so you know it's, that shit is authentic little signature on the bottom uh, there's a photo of the back as well that says Brisbane Sydney Melbourne 2003 uh, Sam says, instead of Googling him, I want to ask you guys who the hell this is. How did this end up in <laughs> Pennsylvania? Um, now, I was telling wife of the show, my wife, Elna, about this. And she said, well, that's John Edward. Yeah. Everybody knows who John Edward is. That yeah, man's a household medium, name. medium John Edward, yeah. And I said, I get the feeling John Edward was, John Edward was more of a household name like 20 years ago. Yeah. You know? Um, not, not best to th- think about why they, he's a household name to us, but perhaps not this listener. Well, in having a little Google of John Edward to see what he's up to these days, the answer is still being on Australian daytime TV in like 2017. Uh, doing doing readings of the audience. Which absolutely rocks. Uh, so you know, if you wanna if you wanna have a look at John Edward and his TV show Crossing Over, yeah. If you've ever wanted to get in touch with a dead loved one as well, check that shit out. Yeah, I was um I was having a little look at his um, Wikipedia when I was uh, when I was talking about this, and 
it was pretty funny because I've well I've also been watching like a, a bit of magician shit lately. I'm back on my magician shit, right? Uh, watching some magicians, which always includes uh, close up stuff. We've been watching that Penn and Teller fool fool us thing, yeah. You know? And s- some of those people come out and do like mentalist stuff, and then when you see like a medium, you go, oh. You're just doing mentalist stuff. You're doing cold reading and hot reading and all that sort of thing. Um, but I quite liked... Uh, so for anybody who's seen his show, uh, people in the audience go, uh, yes, I do know someone who died. And he goes, oh, does their name start with a with a B? Maybe a C? Is it an E? Or a, a D? A G? A, a P? And they go, oh, yeah? And he goes, oh, a P. I knew that. And it's very unconvincing. Um but I was reading this uh, little clip from here. Uh, Edward was said to have used foreknowledge to hot read an interview on the television show Dateline. James Underdown of the Independent Investigative Group attended a crossing over show in November 2002 and said, quote, There were no indications of anyone I saw collecting information. None of his readings contained the kind of specific information that would raise an eyebrow of suspicion. John Edward was a bad cold reader. He too struggled to get hits, and in one attempt shot off nearly 40 guesses before finding any significant targets. That's too many. That's way too many. I think, I think you should just stop the medium when, when they're about 15 or 20 deep. Yeah. <laughs> nah, let's not worry about it. It's yeah, fine. Your mom's it happens me to everyone. Nothing. <laughs> happens to everyone. It's cool. Uh, so that's who that is, Sam. If you've been... Hanging out since September to know yeah. who that was. Going back to the store every week to look at the shirt some more. Yeah, I hope you liked the shirt as well that you, that you purchased. I hope you bought it because it's a good bit of fun. Well, that has been an episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Do you concur? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. Thanks, everybody. And, uh, oh, like we were talking about at the start of the show, it will indeed be time for Freemium Free Brewery! Uh, which is where we put all of the premium episodes on the free feed for a month. First taste is freemium. So if you were thinking about signing up for the Patreon, don't bother. Yeah, wait a month. Wait a month. Wait a month, and then we'll, we'll pull the needle out of your vein. You'll be like, uh, I need hours a week of this stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. That's good marketing. Um, so, yeah, if you're not a subscriber, enjoy that. Uh, and if you are, sorry. Sorry that, that they get to hear some of your sorry good stuff. Yeah. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.